G'day, it's Coach Pete from Ascension. On this Whiteboard Wednesday, we're gonna discuss the training principle of reversibility. Now in the past, we've looked at how training stress or how stress from training is applied that leads to adaptations and improvements in different aspects of our health and fitness. What we really see is our performance improves over time. When we do some type of training, we receive a form of stress, assuming the intensity and volume of the stress we conduct in training is sufficient enough, we will see an overall improvement in some aspect of performance. What we generally see is that decrease in our performance initially as that stress or those negative after effects of training take hold. If we return back to the baseline, we call that compensation, that is compensating back to our normal level. And if it was sufficient enough, our level of performance will improve beyond this, and we call that supercompensation. Over time, if we don't continue to apply training stress, what we will find is actual increase in whatever our performance measure is will return back to the original baseline. Effectively, it decays. Nothing is permanent, and any training you do and any improvements you have are reversible. A really simple way to look at reversibility is use it or lose it. If you don't keep training, or you don't provide sufficient enough stress to maintain a certain level of improved performance, you'll regress to back to where you were, back to square one or your starting point. Depending on what stage of training, where we are in a program, what's going on in our lifestyle in general, we might have two different overall objectives or training aims. One might simply to be maintenance. That is, we're trying to maintain our current level of performance. The other, which we're more used to and more accustomed to, is improvement. We're trying to improve a certain aspect of performance for whatever reason. That might be for sport, for competition, for life in general. We might be trying to get stronger, faster, more powerful, have better endurance, or have better quality of living. Training programs do not always focus on constantly improving performance. This is evident at the elite levels of sport as well, and elite levels of performance where a lot of sports will have off-seasons. Team sports, field sports especially, typically only have a three to six month period of time when the sport is actually contested and competed. Immediately following that, you'll see a decrease in overall performance capacity of players as they do some type of active recovery prior to starting their next training cycle, preparing for the next competitive season, or as individuals, their individual competition. Sometimes we might find that Whilst we may want to improve our performance, we're not capable of getting the right training volume, training intensity, and training frequency in. Uh, all is not lost, however. It might be a time to switch to a less frequent, lower volume program that aims to just maintain certain levels of performance or fitness. We also find we try to improve two very distinctly different fitness qualities, such as absolute strength and aerobic endurance, you might find it really hard to improve both at the same time. At different parts of your life, depending on the requirement for both, you might aim to simply try and maintain one as best you can whilst improving the other. We also have to consider times when we're either injured or ill, and even times when we're undertaking rehabilitation, because we can't undertake the required amount of training due to injury or illness. We will suffer some form of detraining and a decay in certain fitness qualities. Once we've completed a rehabilitation, we're not back to where we were to begin with. We actually now have to build up our overall capacity and whatever we were training in the past in order to get back to where we were. And this can take some time. Another thing to look at is when you cease training and you might have gone to the gym or done a lot of aerobic training years ago and you wanna get back into and improve your lifestyle to have something a bit more healthier, you'll find it's really hard to go back to where you were. And a lot of people find this really frustrating as you know, back in the day I could bench press 100 kilograms for three sets of 10, why can't I do that now? It's relatively simple because you haven't used it, you've lost it. 
and now you have to build up to back to where you were. Now it's going to take some time to build up to back to where you were or to improve in general. My advice when it comes to detraining or especially when we're injured, ill or we've had a large pause in training and we're getting back in is not to focus on the destination but instead to focus on the actual journey. We're looking to improve or looking to better ourselves whether that's for health, fitness or potentially even high performance. Whilst it can be frustrating, it can be annoying and it can turn people off having to do that work they've done months ago or years ago, it really is worth the end state. We find not just as our training ability reduce, but our training maturity can also decay and relapse as well. Even though we might have been an intermediate or advanced level athlete or performer back years ago, we may have regressed back to the stage of being a beginner. What type of training should you do then if you've suffered some form of detraining? Really, my advice is to be conservative. Start simple. Over time, you want to increase the intensity and volume, but don't be scared to be a beginner, especially after a large bout of detraining where you've lost whatever fitness quality you have. Don't be fixated on where you were, but consider where you are now and the steps you have to take to get better. The key takeaways from this Whiteboard Wednesday, now it might be hard to remember what all the training principles are and how they apply. This one, in my mind, is the simplest to understand and makes the most sense, and it's probably the most applicable or useful to understand when it comes to training, and that really is use it or lose it. Next, consider if you're trying to improve or maintain a certain aspect of your health and fitness. We don't need the same amount of intensity, volume, and frequency to maintain that fitness quality we've already acquired. If we're looking to improve it, however, we're going to need to progressively overload over time and increase the actual training stress that we have, the duration of the stress, in order to elicit an adaptation. And the last thing to remember, is focus on the journey, not on the destination. That might seem a little bit token, a little bit wishy-washy, but it's an important part. Trust the process. Look at training. We're looking really not at the improvements you're going to make day-to-day, week-to-week, but we're looking to improve year-to-year. And if overall we're getting better, we're getting better. There will be hiccups. There will be problems along the way, and we may have to deviate to get back on track. That's fine. It's not the end of the world. Remember, the journey is important and it will pay dividends in the long run. Don't look for short, quick fix solutions because generally it's a scam or a fad and a waste of money. G'day, it's Coach Pete from Ascension. On this Whiteboard Wednesday, we're going to discuss the training principle of reversibility. Now, in the past, we've looked at how training stress or how stress from training is applied that leads to adaptations and improvements in different aspects of our health and fitness. What we really see is our performance improves over time. When we do some type of training, we receive a form of stress, assuming the intensity and volume of the stress we conduct in training is sufficient enough, we will see an overall improvement in some aspect of performance. What we generally see is that decrease in our performance initially as that stress or those negative after effects of training take hold. If we return back to the baseline, we call that compensation, that is compensating back to our normal level. And if it was sufficient enough, our level of performance will improve beyond this, and we call that super compensation. Over time, if we don't continue to apply training stress, what we will find is actual increase in whatever our performance measure is will return back to the original baseline. Effectively, it decays. Nothing is permanent and any training you do and any improvements you have are reversible. A really simple way to look at reversibility is use it or lose it. If you don't keep training or you don't provide sufficient enough stress to maintain a certain level of improved performance, 
you'll regress to back to where you were, back to square one or your starting point. Depending on what stage of training, where we are in a program, what's going on in our lifestyle in general, we might have two different overall objectives or training aims. One might simply to be maintenance. That is, we're trying to maintain our current level of performance. The other, which we're more used to and more accustomed to, is improvement. We're trying to improve a certain aspect of performance for whatever reason. That might be for sport, for competition, for life in general. We might be trying to get stronger, faster, more powerful, have better endurance, or have better quality of living. Training programs do not always focus on constantly improving performance. This is evident at the elite levels of sport as well, and elite levels of performance where a lot of sports will have off-seasons. Team sports, field sports especially, typically only have a three to six month period of time when the sport is actually contested and competed. Immediately following that, you'll see a decrease in overall performance capacity of players as they do some type of active recovery prior to starting their next training cycle, preparing for the next competitive season, or as individuals, their individual competition. Sometimes we might find that Whilst we may want to improve our performance, we're not capable of getting the right training volume, training intensity, and training frequency in. Uh, all is not lost, however. It might be a time to switch to a less frequent, lower volume program that aims to just maintain certain levels of performance or fitness. We also find we try to improve two very distinctly different fitness qualities, such as absolute strength and aerobic endurance, you might find it really hard to improve both at the same time. At different parts of your life, depending on the requirement for both, you might aim to simply try and maintain one as best you can whilst improving the other. We also have to consider times when we're either injured or ill, and even times when we're undertaking rehabilitation, because we can't undertake the required amount of training due to injury or illness. We will suffer some form of detraining and a decay in certain fitness qualities. Once we've completed a rehabilitation, we're not back to where we were to begin with. We actually now have to build up our overall capacity and whatever we were training in the past in order to get back to where we were. And this can take some time. Another thing to look at is when you cease training and you might have gone to the gym or done a lot of aerobic training years ago and you wanna get back into and improve your lifestyle to have something a bit more healthier, you'll find it's really hard to go back to where you were. And a lot of people find this really frustrating as you know, back in the day I could bench press 100 kilograms for three sets of 10, why can't I do that now? It's relatively simple because you haven't used it, you've lost it. And now you have to build up to back to where you were. Now it's gonna take some time to build up to back to where you were or to improve in general. My advice when it comes to detraining or especially when we're injured, ill, or we've had a large pause in training and we're getting back in, is not to focus on the destination, but instead to focus on the actual journey. We're looking to improve, we're looking to better ourselves, whether that's for health, fitness, or potentially even high performance. Whilst it can be frustrating, it can be annoying, and it can turn people off, having to do that work they've done months ago or years ago, it really is worth the end state. We find not just as our training ability reduce, but our training maturity can also decay and relapse as well. Even though we might have been an intermediate or an advanced level athlete or performer back years ago, we may have regressed back to the stage of being a beginner. What type of training should you do then if you've suffered some form of detraining? Really, my advice is to be conservative. Start simple. Over time, you want to increase the intensity and volume, but don't be scared to be a beginner, especially after a large bout of detraining where you've lost whatever fitness quality you have. Don't be fixated on where you were, but consider where you are now and the steps you have to take to get better. The key takeaways from this Whiteboard Wednesday, now it might be hard to remember what all the training principles are and how they apply. This one, in my mind, is the simplest to understand and makes the most sense, and it's probably the most applicable or useful to understand when it comes to training, and that really is use it or lose it.
Next, consider if you're trying to improve or maintain a certain aspect of your health and fitness. We don't need the same amount of intensity, volume and frequency to maintain that fitness quality we've already acquired. If we're looking to improve it, however, we're going to need to progressively overload over time and increase the actual training stress that we have, the duration of the stress, in order to elicit an adaptation. And the last thing to remember is focus on the journey, not on the destination. That might seem a little bit token, a little bit wishy-washy, but it's an important part. Trust the process. Look at training. We're looking really not at the improvements you're going to make day-to-day, week-to-week, but we're looking to improve year-to-year. And if overall we're getting better, we're getting better. There will be hiccups, there will be problems along the way, and we may have to deviate to get back on track. That's fine. It's not the end of the world. Remember, the journey's important and it will pay dividends in the long run. Don't look for short, quick fix solutions because generally it's a scam or a fad and a waste of money.